0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Newslang. I'm music journalist Thomas Mooney, and we're shutting down the week being joined by one of my favorite up-and-coming singer-songwriters out there in the country world, Tiara. She's released a handful of singles so far, but her official debut EP, it'll be coming out this next month, sometime in mid-March. I was able to catch up with her just the other day to talk about moving to Nashville and getting signed to a publishing deal, working and writing in the middle of this pandemic, and how that's just been another hurdle for her as she's really just trying to launch her career as a artist. Now, I know some listeners here on New Slang, you come for the grittier, more Americana style artists and songwriters. Tierra's is definitely more so on the popular side of country. There's these sprinkles of soul and pop in there. But if there's one thing that I've tried to do with New Slang and my writing and coverage in general, that's been to show that there is great music in all of these various pockets of America. And there's plenty who are doing great things underneath this country music umbrella. I hope all of y'all have appreciated that about New Slang. It's why I've had artists like Culture Wall and Cam both on New Slang. I'm pretty sure... New slang is the only podcast to even do so. So uh, yeah, of course, this episode isn't about either of those two, though. It's about Tierra, which one of my big points in even saying all of that is because while you may not enjoy the bubblier or more poppy production, I encourage you to go listen to the acoustic version of Founded in You. You'll probably like that version The bones of her songs are just so great and I think her vocal delivery is just incredible. She just has such a promising voice as a songwriter and I think that at the end of the day, what I love is songwriting and I hope you do as well. So while some like pop country stuff may not be for you, I hope that you at least appreciate great songwriting. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that she does have a new single coming out tomorrow. It is called Miles. And it's with fellow country pop riser breland so yeah y'all check that out as well today's presenting partner is our pals over at desert door texas soto if you're asking yourself what exactly desert door or a soto is well it's a premium high quality spirit that is similar to a tequila or a mezcal but in my estimation it's more refined smooth and fragrant it has a distinct and intriguing palate that picks up on hints of vanilla and citrus while maintaining a healthy earthiness that is quite enjoyable. One of my favorite features about Desert Door is just how versatile it really is. If you want to feel fancy and a little highbrow, it's perfect for a variety of cocktails that call for lime wedges and coarse salt, chopped ginger, agave nectar, sprigs of thyme and sticks of cinnamon you down to muddle some fresh fruit all that kind of stuff it's perfect it's great for experimentation and fine-tuning all of your mixologist skills and then also if you're a little bit more down home and casual you got that denim jacket on it's just perfect for those short and sweet simple go-to favorites that hit the mark every time i'm talking about ranch waters and moscow mules and palomas and and mexican coca-cola with desert door What I love so much about Desert Door is just how genuine and authentically West Texan they are as well. They go out and harvest soto plants out in the wild and are aware and knowledgeable conservationists at heart. So next time you're at your neighborhood liquor store, get yourself a bottle of Desert Door. I'll throw a link into the show notes for more information. Be sure to check out the Neon Eon, my 90s country focused podcast. This week, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart was my guest. The episodes are starting to pile up over there, so if you do like late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s country music, go check it out. Guests so far have been Clay Walker, Pam Tillis, Gretchen Peters, Porter Howell of Little Texas, Terry McBride, and the aforementioned Larry Stewart. It's out every Wednesday. I guess I don't have too much else to say here other than the usual. Go follow a new slang on all the social media stuff. Check out the Patreon and join for bonus content. Check out the merch store. Everything is currently on sale, so yeah, go grab something for yourself. Okay, let's get on into the interview. Here is Tierra. Obviously, like you've been releasing some singles these past few months, but now, like just here in a couple of weeks or in about a month, you're going to be having your first EP. And um,
1: yes,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, like that has to be one of those things where. You know, you just kind of go, okay, well, finally, here's like the, the, the thing I've been working for, you know, that's a little bit more of a, an industry standard, at least. Um, Can you, yeah, just expand on like what, what you're thinking about as far as, yeah, getting all those songs together and collected. And here, here's my first quote unquote official me.
1: Yeah yeah for sure um well it's really interesting like when I first started releasing singles like when we released Founded in You I really had no idea that I would release an EP but it just made sense because I feel like this set of music is really kind of like a reintroduction to people um and you know it's a new sound um it's all kind of like R&B country is my jam um and I just I just have like this pile of songs that I I love um, and I really wanted to put it all together in one collection. Um, you know, like I said, as an introduction to people. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Like my <laughs> I've released an an EP like some years ago and it was like an acoustic EP. Um really not good like uh, I'm embarrassed if anybody still has that EP um so I'm I'm excited to be releasing this and for people to hear all of the songs
0: yeah like one of the I, I find that like what I always love just on a side note there is like when you know an artist they release that first EP and then like they end up like scrubbing it from the internet and hoping that no one finds it <laughs> um, yeah, I always love those. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> what I was yeah say, no, I have like a lot of songs that
1: I've taken off the internet cause it's just embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, I feel like you're doing like all these little things and like, obviously you have like the, the Apple music show too, which mm-hmm. in, is in a, a lot of ways, like a podcast. It's like you're a curated playlist at the same time and like a radio show, um, Talk a little bit about like, what what do you do to prep for something like that? Um, because obviously, like, you know, you're playing songs of your peers and people that are your, that you've been listening to for a long time and all the aspects of, of curating something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like w- when I first started, I never in a million years thought that I would like be hosting a radio show but I feel like I don't know it's it's great because I can be like a fan of other artists but also still be an artist myself and like I definitely sneak some of my music in there from time to time but it's just it's so fun because it's really there's really not a lot of prep that goes into it I guess because I it's really just listening to music and you know letting people know how I feel about that music, which is what I was doing before as, as a fan, you know? So it's great. Just like, also like getting to put my friends on a pedestal. Um, one of my favorite things every Tuesday, we like, um, uh, like share new artists that I'm loving and a lot of them are my friends. So, um, it's really fun to like share their music with, you know, with people that might not have heard it yet. Um, and we record every single, every single morning and it's just like a great start to the day because I love music and it's like the best job ever just getting to ramble on about music all day long.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, listening to that last show you did where you had a couple of, couple of the, the songs that were done by the, like the songwriters um, before. Yeah. And like, what's, I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength on this because I guess it was like last week. I started making a playlist of just like all the like all these like old 90s country songs that were,
1: were Yeah. Cool.
0: So like when the Don Schlitz uh song came on I was like, "Oh, yeah. Same thing. I absolutely love that stuff."
1: Yeah, no, it's so fun and I feel like songwriters are the har- are the heart of Nashville, you know? Like um Don Schlitz was like one of the first people that I saw at the Bluebird. Um you know, and he was playing The Gambler and like it's just it it was so interesting first of all like seeing the audience reaction from that because I feel like if you're not in Nashville sometimes you don't really think about the fact that there are other people behind the song besides the artist. um and so yeah it's fun to kind of like shed a light on that and and the songwriters because a lot of the times they're really like curating these artists, um, sound, you know? Um, so I, I love whenever I get to like share stories behind certain songs that people might not know about. So yeah, I love that. You love that episode. That was, that was really fun. Like putting that together and and finding like the behind the scenes stories.
0: Yeah. Like the, like with specifically with Don Schlitz, it's like, man, if you go back and just look at like the catalog of songs he's written. Um. Yes. It's like oh my god. H- how does one write The Gambler and then also like Forever and Ever Amen and like when you say nothing at yeah. all? And, like <laughs> Uh <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 wild. And I I think if I remember correctly, I think he wrote Forever and Ever Amen like shortly after he did The Gambler. So he's just he's insane. <laughs>
0: yeah like it's it's and as you said, like there's so many people where I guess like if you're just a a common person and it's no fault to your to you if you're just like that guy with that forty hour a week job with kids and stuff mm-hmm. because you're not necessarily like looking at liner notes the same way as anyone really connected to the industry or if you're just like a music nerd, but exactly yeah like yeah, um there's just so. It's it's like the I guess the um the uh I'm blanking on the the analogy here. But it's like the iceberg. You know, like there's only mm-hmm. so much that you see above the surface and there's like just so many people who are mm-hmm. the the players and the pickers and like the producers and like the songs, the songwriters and just so many more people involved.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's why like I feel like whenever whenever I release music, like uh love to shed a light on all of the people that in you know had a part in creating that music because you know i'm out there singing the songs and um you know for all of the songs on the ep like i was a part of writing those but i also had co co co-writers you know and an amazing producer that helped pull all of it together and you know i think it's important to share the spotlight with them because it it wouldn't be what it is without those people
0: This episode of New Slang is brought to you by Hot Damn Coffee. Rolling in from the hills of eastern Tennessee is Hot Damn Coffee. It's a down-home company that roasts single-origin, high-quality coffees from around the world. Their year-round roasts come from certified farms in Ethiopia, Tanzania, and Nicaragua. Check out the Hot Damn website over at hotdam.coffee. There you can find more info on their operation and roasting process and some helpful tips on how to brew the best cup of coffee. They've certainly made my mornings that much better. And to be perfectly honest, I enjoy a nice cup of coffee at all hours of the day. Some of my favorites have been the Tanzanian Peaberry in medium roast and the medium roast of Nicaraguan with the honey process. While there, check out their Hot Damn Coffee Club, which is a monthly subscription service with the holiday season coming upon us. It's just really kind of the perfect gift. I don't care how difficult or easy a person is to shop for. They'll always be good with items like high quality coffee. And of course, right now, if you throw in the promo code SLANG in all caps, that's S-L-A-N-G, you'll get 20% off your order. And if you're signing up for the Coffee Club subscription service, they'll take 20% off that first month and also throw in a bonus eight ounce bag of their Nicaraguan coffee. Again, that's SLANG in all caps. Head over to hotdam.coffee and sign up today. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting that you're talking about there too because, you know, as as I said just a few minutes ago about how it feels like your personality and like your sense of your view of the world very, it very much translates through in the song. But, um, you know, you do have those collaborators to help you kind of you know, show you the way and like, obviously not just show you the way, but like there's, I'm assuming there's a part of them in those songs as well that they can go. That's part of me right there. And that's, Yeah. um, what, what has that been like as far as like finding the, the right people to, to work with and to write with?
1: I feel like that's why I'm really excited about this EP is because it's all of my favorite people, all of my favorite co-writers and um, my producer, Cameron Bedell, he did all of the songs and um, it's, it's, it's fun for all of us because, you know, like you said, because there is like a little piece of them in in every single song. Um, And I think it's just so much more fun, like celebrating all of the accomplishments that the songs um, get with, with my collaborators, you know? Um, so yeah, I I don't know. It's, it's fun. Like not like every single writer on, on these songs are people that I love and like actual friends, you know? So it just makes everything so much more special.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, like this year obviously has been so different than any other year. Um, what 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 has that been like for you as far as writing as I'm sure like you've had to, you know, navigate this world just like any other songwriter in Nashville as far as changing the way you're not necessarily writing, but how you're writing with people. What is mm-hmm. uh, what's been this year been like? Have you been able to, um you know, co-write at the same the same way? Or are you doing have you been doing Zoom calls and stuff like that? Or what, what what's been your way of doing it?
1: Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of zoom calls, um, which has been interesting because I, we actually started, I feel like we started doing zoom calls right when I signed my deal. <laughs> so, um, you know, like sign this publishing deal. And then uh, now I'm writing songs through my computer <laughs> instead of in person. Which is really interesting. Um, so it definitely was like a shift learning how to do that. Um, you know, I, I, it's not my favorite writing songs over Zoom because I feel like you just miss out on that in person vibe. Um, so i have I've been doing like a couple in- person writes with like close friends. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of like half and half. I definitely can't wait until we completely get out of Zoom and can write fully in person again because there's just nothing like being being in the room with someone. And, you know, I feel like also the fun part of writing is the hang part, you know, catching up on life. And, um, you don't really get that a whole lot with zoom. It's kind of just like write the song and then you, you, you're done, you know? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I can't wait till we get back to normal writing.
0: Yeah. Like that to me, it seems so just so strange because, um, you know, like you just add that little bit of technology in and then like, like we just had right there, that phone call drop. Like sometimes there's like a little bit of a lag or there's something Uh where you're just like, Oh, this is just so strange and weird. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well also like it's the worst with writing too, because you, you can't like Sing over each other and because then no one can hear anything. And like, if somebody's playing guitar on one end, you can't sing with them because of the lag. So it's just, it's not the best. Like, very grateful for Zoom for like us being able to, you know, write from home and still be able to work. But there's just nothing like writing in person.
0: Yeah. Like, I think like with the, it, it's the same thing like at the very beginning of this year you saw like a lot of people playing Instagram shows and like Facebook feed streams and stuff like that. And like, it was really, really cool for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, this, I don't know, like it feels all the same and it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's definitely not like a live show setting. Like you just kind of, I don't know, like it feels like for me, whenever I go to a live show, that is like what I'm watching and yeah. you have like the live stream on it, it just it can easily fade into the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember when quarantine started and everybody was doing a live stream. <laughs> like, and uh you know, I feel like people are still kind of doing live streams now, but it, you know, there's there's just nothing like being in person and and feeling feeling the band, you know, and 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 being up close to that um I don't think that will ever be replaced. Um, I think it's nice that we've kind of figured out a way to keep that going in the meantime, but, um, I know we're definitely all itching to, to be in the same room and, and to celebrate music in the same room.
0: Yeah. Of, I, of course, like in saying all that, like technology is so great because, um, probably for you, like as a songwriter, like it's so easy to like, like a lot of songwriters, you have like your notes app or like you have like little voice recordings mm-hmm. that you can do to um, capture those little bits of inspiration. Is that, is that kind of yeah. like what you do? Is that like, I feel like a lot of like up and coming, like, or not, I say up and coming, but like all young songwriters do this a lot more than uh, older songwriters. Like,
1: yeah. 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 No, no, totally. Totally. Well, it, when you're talking about like voice memos, I think the interesting thing about that is like, when we're in the room writing a song, like a lot of times we'll like, we'll record so we don't forget a melody. Um, And, you know, sometimes you'll get like the talking in between. And I've actually gone back and listened to some of the voice memos from songs that I've released. And you can hear like the progression of it getting to the melody of what it is, which is so cool because I feel like fans don't really get to be in you know they they're not in the room when we're when we're writing the song, and so um, it, it's cool to kind of have that. Uh, I don't know, like documentation of the song being created, um, and I love to like share those little moments because I think as a fan, like that's super cool to hear how a song was made.
0: Yeah, like I think a lot of times we we all kind of just think of the the song being written down, like or like the the creation of the song being like that. When you picked up the guitar, picked up the pen and pad, started writing it, and it was just like bam. That's it, where, mm-hmm. where that's how it comes. Um, and you know, of course, like there are those moments where you're able to write that song in 15 minutes. You're able to like use mm-hmm. that energy. But as you're saying, like like you said, like it there's so much that A goes into getting to that point to where like the song starts turning and like you're able to like, I don't know, it's like you you start seeing that specific tree within that. You know all the yeah with all within the, within the forest, I guess,
1: yeah, and and that's what I love about songwriting, like my favorite thing is just getting into the room and like not having an agenda and just you know, I feel like some of the best songs are made when you're just sitting in the room talking about life, and somebody says something that inspires a a song idea, you know, or a title um it's just like those organic moments are are so cool to me and i've even you know like we've we've gotten like a verse into a song and just like completely switched gears and started writing a different song and then like you said there are some that you start writing and it takes like 30 minutes an hour to to get out um i think that's also the beauty of songwriting is they all come different ways you know um so yeah it's i don't know it's it's really beautiful
0: yeah, like I I think that like when you get to that spot where it's about like the process, that's mm-hmm. where like the where like the magic is. Where you're not like writing in, you're not walking into a room with thinking like the first priority is oh, I got to get a a hit song written or you you know what I'm saying? Like or yeah, I need to be on the radio because of what I ha- I need like a radio song or I need Sometimes like just the, the process of writing getting to that point where you're like just writing for the sake of writing. And then I feel, I feel like at some point, like when you're doing that, like everything else will come.
1: Yeah. And uh, I feel like when you go into the room, like, Oh, I need to get a hit. I need to get something that's like going to be great to be on the radio. Like you miss out on certain moments and you miss out on those, those honest moments and songs and, um, I feel like even with, you know, my song being my, my sound being R&B country, like I never I'm never like, oh, this is too country. This is too R&B. Like, I just want the song to be what it is, you know, and um, you can always tweak tweak production or lyrics after it's done. But I feel like you just need to get get those emotions out and get those lyrics out exactly as they need to be.
0: This episode of new slang is brought to you by the blue light live here in Lubbock, Texas. Blue light has undoubtedly been my home away from home over the years and has played such a vital role, not only for my development as a journalist, but obviously it's been one of the foundational pieces for a lot of your favorite songwriters and bands who have made it out of the Lubbock area over the years. And of course, as a music venue, they've played such a pivotal role for a lot of your favorite bands just in general. One of my favorite parts about Blue Light is just how versatile the place can truly be. I've seen it crowded and rowdy on a Saturday night for a rock and roll band, and I've seen it dead still on a Wednesday when a legendary singer-songwriter rolls through town. What you should do is go over to bluelightlubbock.com and check out all the new merch they've added. Hats, t-shirts, both short and long sleeve. They also have hoodies and koozies and just added some sweatshirts that are very much an homage to the college sweatshirt that John Belushi wore in Animal House. And then, of course, maybe the crown jewel of their new merch is the Varsity Club Style Jacket in Blue Satin. I got one the other day, and yeah, it's just one of my favorite things I own now. And yeah, I don't know, I just love it. Anyway, you can check out all of their new merch over at bluelightlubbock.com. As always, I'll throw a link into the show notes for easy access. Okay, let's get back to the show. Um, Like, right now, I feel like it is a very exciting time in country music in Americana in R&B country where yeah at least right now like clearly there's been a bad long storied history of of gatekeeping um both on like the the men and women side and then like minority side right now though like it feels like there's a lot more dialogue happening where Mm -hmm. there's so many more exciting artists that are coming up right now. Um what is what's that kind of like knowing that for a long time, you know, there was not a whole lot of you know, African-American singers in country music other than like Charlie Pride. What what is it like now at least knowing that we're on that cusp of like at least growth and acceptance and just letting like anyone be in country because like I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot more elegant ways to put it, but like, because like, that's not necessarily important. Like the gate.
1: I mean, I think that at the end of the day, there is not one certain type of person that listens to country music. You have so many different people from different parts of the world that have different backgrounds that listen to country music. And I think I think that that's starting to be represented in country music and in artists that are singing these songs. And, you know, it's not like, it's not like we haven't always been here. Mm-hmm. I think it's just where, you know, there's finally representation in in country music and people are starting to see it be more diverse. And so that inspires people that have probably always loved country music and, and, and wanted to sing country music, but were just, you know, they were just scared because they didn't see anybody that looked like them singing country music. So I think it's beautiful that, that people are like having the courage to do what they want to do and, and sing country music. And um, I think it's beautiful that we're starting to see representation on, on all fronts, um, in country music. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's beautiful and and it makes me happy seeing um you know all of these all of these artists that are now releasing country music um because that's what they've always loved and you know that, that's what they grew up on. Um it's yeah, it's just it's just beautiful and and I hope I hope that we see more artists from all different cultures um come into country music.
0: Yeah, like I, I just find like the the idea of gatekeeping something like like a genre uh just so exhausting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it um and and like you said, like there's so many great artists who are coming up who are that don't look like the, the prototypical you know, the, the country singer of from the seventies or the sixties. But like the like as you mentioned, like there's been you know, plenty of songwriters and artists who have been around who played country even if they weren't necessarily on country radio or mm-hmm. represented in Nashville I I kind of always think about how you know I'm mostly like a white guy I I'm part Mexican-American but for all intents and purposes I'm like a white guy and I absolutely mm-hmm. love hip-hop and I love like tex yeah. and like there's no one telling me <laughs> that like, Hey, you couldn't, you can't like that for, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I grew up yeah. in West Texas where there's like no hip hop scene. Like there's not like, there's not like this like ingrained hip hop scene embedded in West Texas. So it's not about like yeah. where you're from either. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's just, I don't know. It's all just so interesting. I think for a long time, like people just, there is like a stereotype of people that, you know, if you're this color, you listen to this type of type of song or this genre, but that's just not how it is. Like if you like talk to anybody on the street and like ask them what kind of music they listen to, like it's, people listen to all different kinds of music. Like it doesn't matter what color you are. Like you don't have to listen to a specific type of music just because of where you're from or what color you are. Like that just, that's just wild to me. Um, But you know, I think, I think people are slowly, but surely coming around and, and realizing that that's just not the way the world is like, people listen to all different kinds of music and that is totally fine.
0: Yeah. Also like what I find so strange about it too, and this is like going to be my last point on it is like (laughs) you're on, when it comes to like a fan base, like you're cutting out like potential fans, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Backwards. Um, yeah. So I want to transition though to, to this and this is, I feel like a lot of up and coming songwriters um, who are in that, I guess like you're Gen Z, but from like Gen Z to like millennials. And, and can I just who-
1: say, can I just say I. <laughs> it breaks my heart, but I'm like technically Gen Z. I, I claim being a millennial <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like it makes me sound so young, like that I'm Gen Z. So Well, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that because that's technically correct. But in my (laughs) brain, I think
0: that I'm a millennial. (laughs) Okay, go
1: ahead.
0: Sorry. (laughs) See, like my favorite part of this is like that, uh, like baby boomers, they think like millennials are y'all. And then it's like, no, millennials are like, um, way out of college probably have kids and like (laughs) are like in their 30s (laughs) like no like what are you talking about um
1: yeah
0: but but I guess like what I was gonna say was um that like an artist who's like I find super underrated as a songwriter and as a performing artist has been Taylor Swift like but she seems like such a an important songwriter for a lot of young songwriters, and I feel like you, when you, like, kind of, like, pick together, like, uh, or as you zoom out, if you will, a lot of people who are making music right now who are starting up, they can all, they all, like, kind of point to, like, oh, you know, I remember Taylor Swift really being a huge inspiration because mm-hmm. she was, you know, a 16-year-old girl playing guitar and writing her own songs. How Like, was yes. that important for you as well? Like, oh, absolutely
1: absolutely i I mean she definitely was like the person that I looked at when I was writing songs like i i I feel like she made songwriting cool you know and and I think what Taylor has always been great at from the very beginning is connecting with her fans and like being a real person you know and writing about real stuff like I mean, people, you know, people talk about how she talks about her, her boyfriends or ex-boyfriends all the time. But like, literally everyone is like going through that, you know, and we want to hear songs about that. And um, I just think she has such a very, and still has a very like conversational and like real way of writing songs that relate to so many different people. And like, I mean, she she literally, I feel like she's one of the few people that, like, literally everyone knows who she is. Like, there's no way you haven't heard a Taylor Swift song, you know? Um, so I think she definitely is, like, a, was a huge influence when I started singing music and still is today because she has, like, continued to evolve her music. I mean, she has like so many albums out and they're all so different you know and she's like managed to stick around for so long and just like continue to build her fan base so yeah i mean taylor swift is like definitely an influence for me
0: yeah like i think like what's so amazing about taylor is the just like the progression like i think yeah people still um if you haven't listened to taylor swift in since like her first record for some reason they still have like that as the image of Taylor Swift of, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, playing like, you know, Tim McGraw or like, you know, pictures to burn or something like that of this very like, you know, teenage girl. And it's like, no, like Taylor's like in her early thirties and she's like writing records that sound like she's in her early thirties now. And like when she was 25, she put out like a record that sounded like she was 25 and so on. And Mm -hmm. I find like that, to be really um kind of like the just the underrated aspect of of her career has been just like her ability to allow herself to to grow as a songwriter as she's aged.
1: Yeah, I think that's a cool thing for fans too is because we've grown up with her as well and and you know a lot of us are like going through the same thing that she's going through and that's like translated through her music. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like mind blowing to me how she like continues to like write amazing songs and they're all so different, but like speak directly to what a lot of the world is going through.
0: Yeah. And then like also, you know, she, this past year, released two records that were both kind of quote unquote surprise records. And like, it's one of those things where I guess like, Everyone is, talks about like the, oh, there's so much music that's going to be made out of quarantine that, you know, because everyone's just stuck at home writing, yada, 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 Um which has been true. I guess like there's going to be that part only like someone like Taylor can. She's, I guess, got like the the infrastructure, the 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 ability. She's so big, like she can just do that surprise record and it actually be <laughs> like what it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah
1: yeah, but also the interesting thing about both of those records is like she didn't write them specifically about her life. Like she literally made up stories mm-hmm. in all of these songs. Like I think I think that's like just the coolest thing. I've, i don't really know any artist that's done that. I could be totally mistaken. but I just I think that's like a really cool take on songwriting and also I think that's like just another testament to how she continues to evolve you know like I don't know it's she's just literally from another planet <laughs> I feel like her brain is insane
0: yeah so like what are you uh I'm gonna put you on the spot like are you evermore or are you folklore as far as like your favorite
1: I I'm evermore i what which I think? Hold on, um, let me see which one. That's because that's the one with Willow, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Willow and Nobody, No Crime. I am a fan. I definitely listen to that one more than than Folklore. Like only if she can do that. Like I, I, I definitely have like songs that I love off of Folklore, but um, yeah, Evermore. Is- Evermore is my fave, and I don't even like. How do you how do you ha- release like two albums, and both of them have amazing songs on them? You know, like she very well could have released a second album and just like be a flop. I mean, no, she probably couldn't. She's Taylor Swift, she but like anybody <laughs> else, like they could release two albums and like only one of them is good. But like, there's so much good stuff on both of them.
0: Yeah, well, I just can't with her. It's it, it's one of those things where like just because they were so close together, right? Like you kind of go, yeah. a lot of times you kind of go, Oh, well, this artist is doing this two record thing and they're, man, there is probably like one really great record in there. If they just pick the 10 best songs mm-hmm. or whatever and yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of like just put release those songs, like either as like a, the, the extended album, like in 10 years, like, or something like yeah. the bootleg version in, you know, whatever the case is. But like, yeah, this somehow she's uh, like every one of those songs is just strong enough for a record. And I think like my favorite part is like, there's not like, I can probably pick out a few songs that are like standout singles, but Mm -hmm. like for the most part, like it just, it sounds like a record.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also the interesting thing about both of these albums is that she wrote them all during quarantine. Like, and, like, I, I feel like what well, like, we've been quarantine for, like, almost a year. That's mm-hmm. sad. Um, but, you know, like, as songwriters, like, we write so many songs. And, you know, like, over the course of time, like, only a couple of them really, really make it, you know? And the fact that she, like, wrote all of these and that she has, like, so many good songs to pick from, that is also like mind blowing to me. And the fact that she writes a lot of these like by herself. I don't I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, once again, like that's that's why like me and like so many other artists, it's why we look up to her because she just is that good. You know, it's not like she has like this whole I mean she does have a whole team around her, but like at the core of it, like her songs are her. You know, like she is such a big part of Writing all of
0: this music yeah, and like I think like what's really cool, too, is that she's very conceptual as far as like this kind of being, like especially with like these last two records, you very much feel like the vibes of each of them, um yeah, and she's done that in the past, clearly with like nineteen eighty nine or like
1: uh-huh,
0: um what's the one where it's like the black and white cover, it's like is it reputation oh. or something like that? It's new oh,
1: maybe
0: i i'm not like the biggest fan of that record but like i yeah. get like like it feels like a record that is very conceptual um yeah so like it's it still oh yeah me. yeah
1: reputation yeah yeah you're right yeah there was like a couple songs on that one that i loved but it wasn't like getaway car was definitely definitely my, my song i love that one but yeah i agree with you
0: yeah, the <laughs> – I could talk about Taylor all day, but um, – <laughs>
1: Dude, same. I freaking love her.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I just – again, like, I just think, like, there's something – and I say, like, for up-and-coming artists like you, like people your age, around your age, but I think for, like, someone like my age, um, this is going to be, like, my hot take, but, like, she's <laughs> kind of like that artist that has been – um if you're like 30, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. is like the, the artist that tells, um, she's written, I guess like she's been like kind of like her catalog has been like the perfect catalog to understand like a 30 year old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. That's really interesting. No, that, that's, that's totally true. I can get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually you know, I'm going to, I'll go and go with a little bit bigger hot take it's uh and it's because they're connected i think but also because like they've been two of my favorite it's her and kanye in a the strange way like yeah their, okay their catalogs are like they just kind of like i feel like the they kind of represent like the average 30 per 30 year old in modern america so yeah
1: yeah no, that's really interesting. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't listen to like a whole lot of Kanye, but I totally respect like his artistry. Um and the fact that like he is super transparent in, in his music.
0: Yeah, like he's um I, I feel like he's like I I I don't know. The the past few records I've been kinda like, oh my god, why? Why are you doing this? And then also, like, it is it is the transparency, but it's also, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something. Um, there's I feel like there's a lot of other issues going on in his life that yeah. we're not mm-hmm. privy to. And that we're, we don't necessarily need to be privy to, but it doesn't mm-hmm. help his image. Um, but, like, yeah, those first few Kanye records are just, the production is just incredible. I don't know. It's Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to like it on this and this is like the, when you first moved to Nashville, you know, you're, um, you're, I, I don't know. Like I went through and like watched a lot of your YouTube videos of like you playing songs and stuff like that. You, you did like the cam cover and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, what, what is it like, I guess, like first moving to Nashville where it is like a, a place that isn't too far from where you grew up, but it is also like that emerald city, if you will, that place that you mm-hmm. really want to go to. What was it like, I guess like first moving up there and like, you know, trying to find those connections. You're again, like you're trying to find that voice as your song, as a songwriter, you're, you know, doing covers and like, you're using those covers to like figure out what you want to sound like. What was it like, I guess, like first moving up there and, and, trying to find, figure out what you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, before I moved to Nashville, I was, I, I took trips back and forth with my family and I would just write with anybody that I could and, and play any show that I could. And um, I mean, it was really helpful connecting with people, um, you know, playing like writers rounds and um, open mics and stuff like that. I've really got to meet a lot of people. And so I was able to like kind of build a community before I moved before I moved here. Um, and I think that made it a lot easier when I got up here, like, you know, already knowing people. And I just am so thankful to know the people that I did because, um, you know, there were, there were like publishers and and writers in town that would introduce me to anybody that they could, you know, and they're a huge part of, of the success that I had, um, and have right now um, because I feel like I feel like a big thing in Nashville. Like it's it's all about community, you know. Like at the end of the day, it's like one big family. Maybe a little dysfunctional at times, but <laughs> it's like it's one big family, um, and it really helps to have people champion champion. I can't say the word really helps to have people championing you. Um, (laughs) and, um, you know, I definitely had those people and still have those people that look out for me and, and, and help me get opportunities. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I definitely wouldn't have been able to do what I did and, and, and get, get my publishing deal and play certain shows if it hadn't have been for the people that believed that me, believed in me from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, you know, you you mentioned like the like that EP that you did before and that you took down and um I guess like that's part of the process of you figuring out what your sound was. Did you did, do you remember specifically like when there was like that turn to like where you're like, "Oh, this is the the style I want to do. This is the these are the songs." Like for example, like is there like what was like the earliest of the songs that are on this EP that you wrote?
1: Um, so like the first song that I wrote, that was
0: that ended up that, yeah, like it. Yeah. That ended up um, like being, so that. Yeah.
1: So that would be founded in you. Um, that was like the, the very first song that I wrote that's in the new vein, um, of my sound. And that's why it's my favorite song that I've ever written. Um, that was, I wrote that one with Cameron, Cameron Bedell, who's also now my producer. Um, and yeah, I mean, that really started everything for me. Um, because I feel like I was searching for my sound for a long time and then we wrote that song and it actually wasn't until, um, until I got the demo back and was listening to it in my car. And I was like, Hold on, like this is this is exactly what I want my sound to be. This is exactly what I have been looking for for the longest time, um, and I, I yeah I feel like it just kind of like took off from there from that song. So that was Found in You was definitely the beginning of it all for me.
0: Yeah, there's something about like playing music in a car specifically that like if it went it, in, mm-hmm. it's right in the car like it it usually is right no matter where yes yes <laughs> like I feel like obviously I'm not a recording artist but you know I'm privy sometimes to uh music before it's released and I always like f- love whenever I'm listening to it in the vehicle and then kind of being like man like the pro- the person next to me doesn't know I'm listening to this new record <laughs> and they probably would love it even though I don't know if they would I bet like there's something <laughs> to that too. Like even though it's you listening to yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely listened to all of my demos in the car, like a million times over <laughs> because like that you're right. Like that is the true test if a song is good or not. So whenever I get a demo back, like, uh, and jamming it in the car all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned being championed by some, some other contemporaries and songwriters and, people like that you have like that Shania Twain connection that must Mm kind of feel you know surreal in the I
1: mean just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that was crazy for sure like I there are videos of me like singing um her songs like in my bedroom like with I just had like a webcam at the time. So it's like really crappy quality and to go from that to singing in front of her and like having her uh, like support my music, that means the world. Cause she's obviously a superstar. Everybody loves Shania. Um, so to have that like close of a connection to her is like so amazing. And, and also like just recently Kelsey Ballerini and Carly Pierce tweeted about uh, my song, shut it down. and, that also just meant the world to me because I literally like, I would watch videos of them singing like before I moved to Nashville. Um, and this was like when they were up and coming too. Um, and so like to go from that to them also like being a champion of me is also just surreal. Like I can't even wrap my brain about around it.
0: Yeah. Like the Shania man, like, I think that's one of those things too, where in a lot of ways it goes back to like the Taylor Swift thing, because I think like people don't realize like Shania wrote, like, I think, um, especially like those big three records from like the nineties or like the nineties mm-hmm. like up, I guess is like 2004 or something like that. But, you know, she wrote like 90% of those songs. So, yeah, you know, she, um, is often viewed as like, you know, a performer or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's very much the songwriter too. So yeah, um, I, I can't remember one of my buddies sent me a, a meme earlier or like, I guess it was like just maybe a screenshot of somebody saying this and it was, um, you know, anytime I hear Shania Twain say, let's girl girls, I can like <laughs> a door open. I just want to like burst through <laughs> the wall. <law. laughs> right. It's like, the <laughs> thing, like just, <laughs>
1: That's totally the feeling though. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I've seen so many of those memes all around and I'd uh, like crack up every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. What actually like, what it's kind of something funny that I wanted to touch on and end on, on this one actually is you just said was how you rem- remember playing or singing along to Shania Twain songs to like, with like a webcam. If, yeah. if the pandemic happened like back then, we wouldn't have like any of these lives like the, the audio quality on any of this stuff would have been so bad i don't know oh if people my realize gosh. that just like a <laughs> few years back like it would have been so much worse
1: <laughs> yeah so. dude i can't even imagine oh my god Literally, like the quality is is so bad like i went back and and watched some of those videos and I'm like embarrassed but obviously it wasn't embarrassed at the time. Cause that was like the best quality of the time. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this would not cut it today. People would be like, sis, you need to get that fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very thankful for advancements in, in technology. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's been really great talking with to you today.
1: You too. This has been so, so much fun.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for taking some time and, uh, Yeah, I'm excited for you to have this first EP coming out here in about a month. Thank you. All right, that is it for this one. Be sure to check out Miles, the newest single from Tierra, out tomorrow. Go like, subscribe, and so on. Check out the Neon Eon if you haven't just yet. Go check out our partners over at Desert Door, The Blue Light Live, and Hot Damn Coffee. Go buy stuff from them. Check out the merch store and the Patreon. And yeah, I'll see y'all next week for more episodes.